You're listening to Tech Thursday on West Limerick 102 FM. Hello there and you're very welcome to Tech Thursday. This is Patrick Sheehan. I'm going to be with you for the next hour or so looking at all the latest in tech and answering any questions you might have. As always, you can call 069 66200 or you can text or WhatsApp 0871 or you can email myself patrick102fm at gmail.com. Any tech-related questions and I'll answer them on the next show. Uh, today we have a question from Margaret and Margaret is in the Castle West and she wants to buy a gift for her son. And her son is into his tech and games as well. So since you have the tech show, uh, can you give any um, tips towards gifts? Uh, now, she didn't give a budget or anything, but um, it's just there's lots of different things out there. It depends on a few different things. What does he already have? Uh, what kind of ecosystems? Is he uh, a, a kind of an iPhone user? Uh, is he uh, or an Android user? Is he Xbox or PlayStation? So I suppose you can kind of um, you can kind of uh, cater to to maybe something that might fit with with in the ecosystem that they already are, are in when it comes to gadgets and things like that. Um, so I found an article on Engadget, and uh, since he's into his games and his tech and stuff, this is a. Uh, uh, gifts for gamers so uh, let's face it buying a gift for someone who loves gaming is tough uh, especially this year the past 12 months were jam-packed with some of the best releases in recent memory while we at Engadget cover games ex- extensively our staff is full of people who who genuinely love video games and play all the time so the, the to save you some trouble here's a list of some of the well, actually, off the top of my own head, if they're a PlayStation user and they haven't the new Spider-Man game, it, apparently it's getting rave reviews. I haven't played it now, but apparently it's getting, like, the best computer game ever made kind of reviews. No, I haven't played it. Um, I played the other ones. Um, I have both of them, but I didn't finish either of them. I kind of got distracted and went back, but I loved them while I was playing them, but I, it'll take me a while to get back into them kind of thing again. Uh, it's one game that's quite... You know, you have to learn all the different moves and things like that. And um, after not playing it for a while, if I go into the go back into the hardest part again, having forgotten how to move the character, uh, it could be quite difficult. What I might be better off doing actually is going back a step if it's possible, or even restarting the whole game again. I don't think I was too. I, don't, I could have been a good bit into one of them, especially, but. Anyway, but the new Spider-Man game, Spider-Man 2, is supposed to be amazing. Um, so that would be one if they're a PlayStation user that doesn't already have the game. So, uh, But let's have a look here. Uh, Backbone 1 mobile gaming controller. So this might be good for an iPhone or uh, Android user. Uh, usually these ones will work with both, although we'll have to read on. Hold on. Uh, if you're buying a gift for someone who primarily plays games on their phone, consider treating them to the best mobile gamepad on the market. Uh, $100, the Backbone 1, is pricey. Uh, but is easily it easily surpasses competitors like the Razer KISHI Kishi to uh, in build quality. It also comes with a surprisingly robust companion app that makes capturing screenshots and clips a breeze. Each new Backbone One controller also gives uh, also comes with complimentary access to services like Xbox Game Pass, uh, giving owners a few different ways to add to their library. Uh, so it'd be worth looking it up. I haven't looked into that exact uh, item itself now. 
Uh, but it says Xbox Game Pass. If it was a PlayStation user, I'd be just make sure it has PlayStation Plus or, or whatever uh, access as well. But if they're an Xbox user, that, that might be ideal, something like that. Um, so the Backbone One mobile gaming controller. Uh, Dead Space Standard Edition. And is year stacked with as this one? It may actually, what if they're actually um, like a PlayStation or Xbox user? Uh, what might be a good idea is the likes of a subscription to the Xbox Game Pass or PlayStation Plus uh, because that will give you access to hundreds and hundreds of games as well. So that might be a great gift, say, a year's access to that if they don't have it already. Uh, so say if they just a lot of people just have the console and they play whatever games that they've bought and whatever disc they have uh, or th- that they've bought from the store. Uh, but there's the, the there's the PlayStation Plus and there's the Xbox Game Pass and there's a few other different ones as well. And there are subscription services like Netflix or, or Hulu or Amazon or something like that where you can subscribe and you can get whatever games you want that are available on it. And you can even get um, the brand new games coming out. You can get demos of them. You can play them for two hours or something like that to try them out. Uh, so... Uh, you know, depends on the one you get, but there's some good value for money there. Actually, if if it's a, I've actually got a fairly decent value for money from the PlayStation one that I have is because I'm jumping around all the time trying different games and things like that. But I do, you know, when I find a game I like, actually most of the games that I started and finished are probably games I bought before I did that, like Ghost of Tsushima. Now, if I, it's available for free on PlayStation Plus now. So if I, if I was just starting it now, I would, uh, I wouldn't have had to buy it. But it just so happened that I bought it before I got, or before it was, um, it was available on that. But um, with this Spider-Man Two now, I might wait it out a year or so and get it for free on that maybe. But uh, it's difficult when everyone is talking about it and things like that. It's very tempting, but then you hear seventy euro or seventy five euro, and it's like, okay, I can wait. <laughs> There's lots of other games anyway, but uh, I'm, I might go back and try to finish the other two first. That'll take me a year anyway. <laughs> so, so, uh, but yeah, no, it's a good idea though. Uh, you know, they don't have the brand new games, full full games, but they do have. Uh, uh, about a year old or a couple of years old a lot of the the big games get onto it and they have a massive back library you know you'll never be bored anyway um but they they're uh, they're recommending dead space here uh, in a year stacked uh, with, with games it may seem crazy to recommend a remake from a release from 2008 but dead space is easily one of the best games of the year is uh, motive studio uh, managed to elevate an already great experience into something even scarier and more atmospheric than the original, all while remaining true to what uh, it made so compelling. Dead Space's 2023 presentation is an obvious highlight, uh, but there are also smart story edits and gameplay tweaks that do a lot to enhance the package. There's also an excellent new game plus mode uh, that fans of the series will definitely want to complete. Uh, to complete uh, best of all the remake never wastes your time it's a breath of fresh air in a world where modern games suffer from uh, absurd bloat um, so that's that's a game that the dead space I must have a look at that myself um, I know maybe it's the original version I think I've seen it on uh, one of the subscriptions I even have the, the disc of the original one possibly on PS3 I think I remember having it uh, drop plus epos PC 38x gaming headset so it's drop plus epos epos p 
PC38X Gaming headset. It's the most hard-to-remember type name I could ever imagine. Uh, with the popularity of multiplayer games, you may want to consider gifting your friend or family member a gaming headset, especially if you share the same household. For an affordable option that features a clean sound signature and that's tuned for first-person shooters, it's hard to go wrong. Uh, Epos may be a household name, may not be a household name, but uh, most people have definitely heard of Sennheiser. Uh, the former came out of the latter. Uh, that should tell you what to expect from the PC38X. Uh, it's a headset that has more in common with classic headphones like the HD600 uh, than its gaming peers. An open back design helps it to produce an immersive sound stage that can give users an edge in games like Valorant and Call of Duty Warzone. The built-in microphone is one of the best two and you'll find, uh, that you will find on a gaming headset at this price. It's a wired headset too, meaning there's no need to worry about battery life and compatibility. Notably, drop frequency uh, frequently sells the PCX uh, below its usual $180 price. So in other words, look out for sales or maybe wait till uh, Black Friday or something like that. Uh, the Logitech G305 Lightspeed. Logitech G305 Lightspeed Wireless Gaming Mouse. Uh, don't let the affordable $50 price fool you. It's a gaming mouse almost any gamer would happily, happily add to their collection. At 99 grams, it's one of the lighter mouses in Logitech stable, and all six buttons are programmable. It includes the company's fast and responsive Hero optical sensor and Lightspeed wireless technology for the wired-like performance. Uh, a single AA battery, or yeah, a single AA battery provides it with up to 250 hours of life, and it's possible to get as much as nine months of use with some tweaking. Best of all, the G305 is available in a few different colors, including a handful of cheerful pastels. There's even a KDA version for the fans of Riot's virtual K-pop group. Uh, that versatility makes a perfect gift for a PC gamer. So 42 quid on Amazon. And what's it called again? The Logitech G305 Lightspeed. Uh, so it's a very fancy mouse. Uh, people often uh, be surprised with upgrades to things as well, That how, did they, how much they can improve. I was for years just buying the cheapest version of peripheries and things like that. Just using like a second-hand keyboard or or a, a mouse or something from the the pound shop or something like that, and um, when I got a, even a half decent one, you know, that was rated, it was still fairly cheap, you know, um, but it was rated fairly high and had good specs and things like that. It makes such a big difference, um, especially if you're using these things fairly regularly. Uh, it, you'd often think that oh, you know, it does the same job kind of thing but just the look and feel of something can make such a difference as well on a daily basis um, Nintendo Switch OLED by all accounts Nintendo will likely release a successor to the Switch sometime in the next 18 months for that reason it might seem strange to recommend a 6 year old handset or handheld at the end of its life but if Super, Super Mario Brothers Wonder ends up being the last original game the company releases for the Switch the console will still have one of the strongest game libraries of all time uh, between first-party exclusives like Tears of the Kingdom and indies like Hollow Knight, the Switch has more than enough quality titles to keep even the most enthusiastic gamers busy uh, for years to come. And the best way to experience all those titles is on the OLED model. Uh, internally, 
It's the same device that debuted in 2017, but a new larger uh, 7-inch display makes the difference, uh, offering improved brightness, more lifelike colors, and better energy efficiency. $350. So if there's a new one coming out, I I definitely wouldn't be recommending to to buy the old one uh, for full price. Maybe wait till the new one comes out and then buy it for $250 or something like that. But um, um, yeah, it's always... uh, a uh, dodgy thing to buy stuff like that when the price is about to go down. Um, you you know your well ev- prices always go down, but a lot quicker. And you know, and they, everyone will want say if the new model is a massive hit and you're after buying the old model, what are you going to do then? But I suppose if they they do drop the prices fairly uh, largely and you're you're not bothered about the new model and things like that, there could be bargains to be got. You know, there's always things. I got a TV really cheap uh, one time because the new model came out and they wanted to clear out their older stock. And, you know, it's still a 4K TV. It still has the same size. It still has, you know, uh, uh, for me, it doesn't make a difference if it's the the summer or winter stock. Uh, I'm going to be keeping it for eight or ten years or whatever anyway. Uh, so I was happy enough to get a couple of hundred quid less than it should have been off of it. So uh, if you're thinking from that point of view, you know, it might be a good idea. And as the person in the article said, there's loads of games available with it. So uh, Samsung Evo Select Micro SD Memory Card Plus Adapter. This is actually a very good tip is if you say if you do photography and you have a camera with an SD card and you think, yeah, just whatever SD card, just throw an SD, it's only for storage or whatever anyway. It actually can speed up or slow down your your camera, believe it or not, or video camera, uh, by having a slower or faster SD card because it needs to process and save the photos. And if it's saving onto slow memory, it's going to take longer. And it can cause lagging, it can cause... Uh, frames or corruption as happened to me once I was doing a, a sporting event and I had a cheaper card and my my good card got full and then I used the cheaper card and all the photos on the cheaper card were corrupt and ruined all of them the first few were half and half the the top part was the photo and the bottom half horizontally across the middle was uh, just a black panel and then the rest were all black just no photo at all so it was ruined uh, and I lost a load of good photos so definitely a working one but even not just having a working card uh, a high speed card so you want the UHS one compatible micro SD cards you want as much MBs per second as you can get um, so and uh, this this is recommending the Samsung Evo they would be high up there as well uh, but there's there's lots of different cards out there and you want uh, a fairly stable card with good reviews and has good speed especially if you're doing any kind of recording any audio video anything like that uh photos where you want it to to save things in real time and uh it's definitely but for anything it's worth having a good card anyway because they're more reliable even if you're just uh storing a few games on it or something like that and you don't need you know but even that could speed up the upload and download of games say if you're saving games and things so there's a it's always good to have a better card uh more stable card definitely for sure 
Uh, if you're buying a gift for somebody who already owns a Switch, there's a good chance they'll appreciate more storage for their handheld. A previous version of this guide recommended Switch-specific microSD cards from SanDisk, but the company's reputation for reliability and customer service isn't what it used to be. And the reality is that any UHS-1 compatible microSD card that offers transfer speeds of at least 60 MB per second will do. For those uh, set on going... Uh, with a well-known brand name, Samsung's Evo Select series meets all of Nintendo's compatibility requirements and they're affordable too. With the 512 gigabyte model uh, frequently priced at less than $40. Uh, so, yeah, there's lots of different ones there. Uh, yeah, you'd have to make sure it's compatible with your device. Another tip, actually, if you have, well, if you have an Xbox Series X uh, you can get like a specific branded, uh, you have to get the, a specific brand of, um, if you want to say, if the, the person you're wanting to buy the gift for has an Xbox Series X, uh, the big square black one, looks like a chimney, uh, that one, and they don't have, uh, say, upgraded memory or anything, you can buy specific memory for it. If you look it up, uh, you can get specific memory for it. Uh, if that was an idea for a gift, that they could have more storage. Um, uh, if you have a PlayStation, you have a lot more flexibility. It just has to be uh, M.2 Generation 4. It has to have specific se specs, but there's lots of... Um, there's lots of different uh, ones available. Uh, it has to have a heatsink, a low-profile heatsink as well. Uh, but if you look, say, if if you depends on how much you have to spend and how and how much storage and things like that. So I have a I upgraded mine to a two. I just added on a two terabyte um, Samsung M.2 uh, SSD drive, and I have a load of games. It's actually super fast as well. Um, I I. There was one slower one I could have got. I got a slightly faster one, and I only paid like ten euro more. Uh, even though you know it was the same storage, so you'd say, "Why would you pay ten euro more when it's the same storage?" And but it's slightly faster, uh, MB per second. It was on sale, uh, so it should have been actually more than ten euro more. Uh, but I said I'll pay the extra ten to get a faster one, and I tested it out. I forget the exact time. I think it took like a minute to transfer. Um, a hundred or less than a minute to transfer a hundred gigs from my internal storage into it. Uh, it was very, very quick um, for a massive amount of storage. I forget exactly how long it took or was it only a matter of seconds or whatever. I, I was shocked anyway by how, how quickly it was. But uh, that was about six months ago and it's been quite reliable since. Just uh, you have to have the heat sink, low profile heat sink and things like that. Uh, but that upgrading storage is always good because store even if they are only a PC gamer, just to buy a storage uh, is always handy because it doesn't matter what they're into. If you're into music, photos, games, anything like that, you'll always need more storage. And any device can be upgraded pretty much, uh, barring maybe phones nowadays. You can even buy cloud storage <laughs> if you wanted for phones or something like that. But um, uh, most phones don't have SD card slots anymore um, but if they have a PC and you know it's always handy say oh look I got you this it has 10 terabytes 2 terabytes 500 gigs whatever it is uh, you know there's 2.5 uh, drives that have um, 
that are just powered off a USB or there's the 3.5 ones that you have to plug in and stuff. But the, the bigger ones are usually all uh, 3.5 mil that need to be plugged in. There's SSD drives as well, which are much faster, um, but they're more expensive. Uh, so the, there's the old HDD, the spinning disk drives, and the SSD then are just solid drives. There's no spinning parts in them. Uh, so if you just want pure storage, the the, the old-fashioned ones are grand. They're, they're fine and stable. Uh, and if you want more speed then for getting stuff off on and off of them, the, the you know, the SSD is handier there. So that would be a good idea, no matter what kind of uh, tech they're into. And wh- whatever it is, the, there's always options there for uh, helping them to upgrade their storage. Uh, Tunic is, I don't even know what Tunic is. Even if your friend or loved one is an avid gamer, I'm going to go ahead and say that there's a good chance they haven't played Tunic. I haven't. Yeah. Available on Steam, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. I can't think of a game that has stayed with me the way it has over the years. Uh, I could go about. Uh, I could go on about Tunic's art direction, music, and gameplay, but what makes it so special is the way it makes you feel when you figure out its most devious puzzles. Uh, so if you're into puzzles and things like that, it might be an interesting game. Microsoft uh, Xbox Elite Controller Series 2. So I've heard about this, yeah. It's the upgraded controller for the micro, uh, for the Microsoft Xbox. Um, after more than two decades of iterations, it's hard to find a fault with Microsoft's Xbox controllers. The latest Series X and S versions refines the design. That was already excellent. I think it actually gives it some upgrades like the PlayStation controller, you know, with the progressive triggers and things like that. Um, I think so. Anyway, four separate paddles and a set of D-pads with those components included. Even the most discerning player should be able to tune the controller to their liking. Also, they're kind of customizable and things like that as well. Uh, In fact, the Xbox Elite controller has been so popular for Microsoft that Sony came out with its own customizable gamepad, the DualSense Edge, earlier this year. Uh, If your friend or loved one uh, primarily plays the PlayStation 5, the Edge would make a great gift. So there's the PlayStation Edge and there's the Microsoft Xbox Elite. Um, at the age would make a great gift just as long as they're not a stickler for battery life. Everyone complains about the PlayStation 5 battery life, the, the controllers, and I don't find it that bad. Maybe I'm just not a heavy enough gamer that I'm playing it for hours and hours, but I play it for an hour or two hours even sometimes, and it's fine. They never ran out ever. And then I just plug it in, and then I use it again the next time I play it for two hours. So I don't see what the problem is. Maybe people don't plug them in. Uh, they, yeah, maybe I should. Maybe I shouldn't be plugging them in all the time either. But I just plug it in after I've played it, and and then plug it out the next day or whatever, and just leave it there until the next day I play a game, and it's ready to go. Uh, press reset, ruin, and recovery in the video game industry. Uh, in the last year's gift guide, so it's a book. Uh, about uh, uh, about gaming and everything like that called Press Reset, so about the gaming industry. Uh, there's another one. I, uh, Ask Iwata. Words of wisdom from Satoru Iwata, Nintendo's legendary CEO. So that could be interesting if you're into everything Nintendo. Uh, so that's it. That's some of the, the gaming recommendations and some of my own recommendations mixed in there as well. So uh, best of luck with that now. I'm sure, I'm sure it's going to help more than just the listener there. So uh, uh, a few different tips for gamers and things like that. And let's have a look at some of the latest in tech. 
Uh, in Gadget, this uh, electric school bus promises nearly 300 miles of range. Green Power's Mega Beast has a whopping 387 kilowatt hour battery, the largest of any school bus, the company says. So it's a big yellow school bus and it has a big battery. Uh, your, EV may, your EV may go a long way between charges, but can it carry dozens of passengers? <laughs> Green Power can boast both. Uh, for those things, it with the latest electric school bus called Mega, Be- Mega Beast. It's announced in um, it announced in a press release spotted by Electric. A massive 387 kilowatt hour battery supplies nearly 300 miles of range and can carry up to 90 people. Around three classrooms full of kids. Uh, the long wheelbase Type D model features uh, the longest range. It has the biggest battery pack in the school bus market. Green Power says. It uses a lithium-ion phosphate battery pack and offers high energy density and longer lifespan, but a higher initial cost. The Mega Beast is a souped-up version of Green Power's regular 140-mile range, uh, 197.3 kilowatt-hour Beast. Uh, Beast stands for Battery Electric Automotive School Transportation. Uh, along with double the battery size, it offers better hill climbing power, uh, the company wrote. And so there's a new, the large electric buses uh, with around 100 miles of range can cost 300,000 to 400,000, but up to four times the price of a diesel powered school bus. However, maintenance costs are lower and the US Environmental Protection Agency recently launched the Clean School Bus Program, providing $5 billion over five years to replace existing buses. Uh, So they're they're quite expensive, but... um, I suppose they're they're the thing of the future now, and uh, hopefully prices will come down. Uh, SPF's prosecutors emphasise that the case is not about crypto, it's about lies, it's about stealing and greed. Uh, Sam Bankman-Fried has been on trial on charges of fraud and money laundering for just over four weeks and the case looks like it's finally drawing to a close. The prosecution began its closing statement on Wednesday and it was the defence's turn after lunch. U.S. Uh, Assistant U.S. Attorney uh, Nicholas Roos stood in front of jurors from 10 a.m. Uh, until the court broke for lunch at 1 p.m. and reiterated the prosecution's case that Sam Bank- Bankman-Fried lied, made false promises, and is responsible for billions of dollars lost and thousands of in- uh, for thousands of investors on FTX. And on top of that, that Bankman-Fried had many opportunities to come clean, but he didn't. Uh, so... That case is ongoing with Sam Bankman-Fried. The parents of a baby who claimed, uh, said hello at just six weeks old, now claims that the child has spoken her first full sentence. The parents of Berlenti Eid, uh, who was born in August, says uh, that she said, I love you at just eight weeks old. They previously posted a video of her saying hello just 45 days after she was born. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, price cuts to energy bills announced by three companies earlier this year look to come into effect from today. Um, oh, that was from yesterday, actually. Customers with Electric Ireland, SSE, Electricity and Prepay Power customers will see prices fall between 10 and 13.5%. Both Flowgas and, and Boardgas Energy will follow suit next Monday. Um, Charlie Weston from the Irish Independent says, although welcome, the bills will still be very high. Let's see what he had to say. We have been tortured by the energy companies in the last 18 months. They have faced huge increases in wholesale prices. They've passed them on to us. They have taken forever 
ever to pass on those benefits. And two months ago that they announced, uh, a number of them announced price increases. So they finally have come through today. The majority of those, about 2 million people are going to see from today cuts of between 12% and 13.5%. That's gas, actually. It's so funny that uh, when the, the prices need to go up, they can go up very fast. <laughs> but when the prices need to come down, uh, it, it takes so long that it's nearly time for the prices to go up again, uh, which is uh, yeah, which was always the case. Uh, lockdowns and other restrictions brought in during the pandemic have been found to have had a real lasting impact on brain health for over 50s. A study from the University of Exeter in the UK found cognitive function and working memory in older people declined, regardless of whether they caught COVID. Anne Corbett led the research and blamed things like not exercising and drinking more. Let's see what she had to say. These are factors that we know can increase the risk of cognitive decline and dementia in older adults. And it was interesting to see that these are also factors that we know increase during those lockdown conditions and during the pandemic. So the two things do seem to tie together. Yeah, it was a very difficult time, a very difficult time. And there was a real kind of um, constant paranoia and constant, you know, worry and things uh about COVID when it was when it was going like I often a couple of times I saw people driving around in cars on their own nobody else in the car with masks on and and you know the 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 full face mask and in the shield on and everything inside in the car on their own just driving around and you know there was never need to I don't think <laughs> I don't think there's any medical need to to when you're in a car on your own with nobody else to be wearing full masking, full gloves and everything on, um, driving around, uh, you know, there was never any danger there. Uh, but people were so worried, they thought it was everywhere. It was, you know, the boogeyman around the corner and coming to get you kind of thing. And, and because there was such uh, a buildup of, of, um, of, of everything through media and social media and word of mouth and everything like that that uh, it, it and that has its own impacts I suppose on stress related uh, on people as well so uh, it was a very a very difficult time uh, Marks and Spencers in the UK has removed a social media post that apologised for any unintentional hurt caused by a picture of the outtakes of their Christmas ad What's that about? They, I haven't read this now yet. They say it was recorded in August and shows traditional festive coloured red and green silver party hats, green and silver party hats on fire. Uh, on, uh, on fire? To show that some people don't enjoy wearing them. Uh, I suppose if they were recording in August, yeah, you'd be like, I'm not in the Christmas mood now kind of thing. Uh, but some criticised it, uh, connecting the colours to that of the Palestinian flag. And I, I, yeah, that's just, I don't know, that's strange. That's just finding that has not, one thing doesn't have anything to do with the other. There were silver ones as well. You know, there was green, silver and red. I don't see the connection there, you know. Uh, it was just a bit of fun that they were, they were, um, they were showing that it was, uh, you know, they weren't in the Christmas mood when it wasn't Christmas in August when they were filming the, the ad. So I don't that's just people looking into things a bit more than they need to. Uh, the director of the screen adaption of prize-winning novel All the Light We Can We Cannot See 
uh, says the production hung on just one cast member. It's on Netflix from today. The set uh, set during World War, uh, the Second World War. It tells the story of a blind French girl fighting to keep a priceless diamond from falling into the hands of the Nazis. Uh, Sean Levy uh, says seven-year-old Welsh actress uh, Nell Sutton blew him away. Let's see what he had to say. There was just something luminous in this little girl. She's going through life without her eyesight, but she's going through life with such vivacity and humor and warmth. And uh, and so I knew that if, if I could just capture that, that the show would have something magic. Well, that sounds very interesting. It reminds me of the little girl in... Um Schindler's List wasn't it that they kind of highlighted the little girl she had like the red coat on and uh, I actually just watched that film recently um, Liam Neeson was uh, absolutely amazing in that that was such a good movie people forget too that the amount you know what uh, the Jewish people have gone through you know and uh, and with all the anti-Semitism in Germany at the time and, and it's it's becoming a bit rife today again you know there, there's a lot of um anti-semitic things going on nowadays uh you know there's protests and it's okay to to have whatever side of a thing you have but when when there's outright anti-semitic stuff you know and at some of these protests about gas the jews and things like that going on again it's absolutely crazy to see it after you know so people forget what is learned from history and things like that Uh, and i don't think um Hating Jews or Muslims should be happening in, in today with everything that's gone on in the past. Uh, but it, it is, unfortunately, back in, in fashion again in some, some parts of the, around different parts of the world, uh, which is absolutely crazy. Uh, a track described as the Beatles, la- the last Beatles song will be heard for the first time later today, uh, titled Now and Then. It was written and sung by John Lennon before being developed by other band members. Uh, Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr completed the song decades after it was originally recorded in a flat in New York. So that'll be interesting to hear. Uh, it's very interesting now. Looking forward to hearing that. Uh, the Taoiseach visited the demilitarized zone between North and South Korea. It was Leo Varadkar's first official engagement as part of the Team Ireland trade mission taking place this week. Uh, on his return to Seoul, the Taoiseach will meet with the heads of several Korean multinationals, business leaders and representatives of the Irish community in Korea. Uh, so hopefully we'll get a bit of business out of that and it'll be good for both countries. Uh, Robbie Williams says his Netflix documentary focusing on his life and career is about taking back power. Uh, the singer and former Take That member admits oversharing uh, leaves him vulnerable, believing fans will be the most interested by his revelations about his mental health. Uh, he delves into his addictions and body dysmorphia, amongst other things. Robbie Williams is a limited series out on Netflix on Wednesday, next Wednesday. Uh, just as tech experts and governments meet at a big summit in England to assess the risks of harms uh, of AI, Google revealed something potentially quite telling. It's artificial intelligence. Is artificial intelligence dangerous? Is amongst the most asked AI-related questions online, along with how to use it to make money, and it will take our job. And will it take our jobs? There's a lot of. Uh, it is being used to make money and stuff at the moment. Say there's a lot of. Um, social media accounts and stuff like that that use AI to make photos to suit their articles so they make AI generated say uh, someone is 
talking about a famous celebrity and rumors that they were uh, they have a massive collection of guns or something something random they can get AI to generate a photo of that celebrity holding uh, 20 guns and a big in a room full of guns and kind of thing you know they can use it to make a kind of a uh, a, a photo that will catch the eye so people will read the article and they'll end up getting their advertising revenue and things like that so they're being used for ways like that there's lots of different ways it's been used um, so it's 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 pretty crazy what can be done uh, in the music industry there's I was looking on YouTube the other day uh, these have been going around for a while but they have um, you know AI programs can if like if if an AI program listened to this show, they could take my audio and get get me to say anything. Uh, but it can also be used for singers. So if you look up the likes of um, Johnny Cash, you can have Johnny Cash singing "Imagine" or singing uh, lots of other songs that he never sang. Uh, there's a Taylor Swift one as well, where Johnny Cash sings a Taylor Swift song that he never sang. But it sounds exactly like it is him singing it. So it's definitely uh, when it comes to privacy and rights to your own, you know, <laughs> your own voice and your own uh, image and everything like that. It definitely goes over the line and, you know, it definitely um, uh, takes away all all <laughs> rights. <laughs> they could just bring in any celebrity nowadays and just get them take uh, maybe 20 pictures of them. Uh, take a recording of them uh, talking for half an hour and then just say okay that's it we don't need you anymore now and just make a hundred films with them uh, in the, going forward because that, that's where the technology is kind of going it's it's crazy that's why the, um, the SAG-AFTRA ongoing strike is a major part of that is about uh, so we'll have to see what happens there that people will have to maintain uh, rights to their voice and image and things like that uh, a new report on the banking sector has found that a majority of customers still trust their traditional bank over digital alternatives uh, the state of Irish banking report from Wise found 51% still have faith in businesses like AIB and Bank of Ireland but still want to see more online services uh, 43% of customers use a combination of app-based and brick-and-mortar banking services, with a further 19% uh, feeling that Irish banks don't offer enough help digitally. Roisin Levine is head of UK and Europe partnerships at the tech company and says, we're not prepared to turn our backs on all reliables uh, uh, for the likes of Revolut just yet. This isn't necessarily a pure displacement of traditional banking providers, but I think many people may actually be deciding to use both. So we see uptake for both the fintechs and for traditional services still. I think in the survey, it was interesting when people asked, you know, who do they trust the most? Still 51% people said their traditional bank, uh, but we do obviously see that that growth in the, the app-based providers as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I use both. You know, there, there's a... Uh there's use for both um, and both can be glitchy and troublesome and things like that and um, you know the, some people that I've heard um, have complained too about brick and mortar is that it's very difficult to meet a person nowadays sometimes you go in and uh, they just want all they're just trying to direct you towards the machine and stuff and it's, some people don't like using the using the machines maybe just for withdrawing money and things like that but find it difficult for other jobs and uh, but the machines are also improving a lot. Um, 
for depositing checks and and cash and things it's they've simplified it as much as they can but um some people like to have to to just go up to a teller and talk to them and tell them what they want and it's a kind of a, a personal relationship as well as much as um it's just a purely transactional thing, you know. They want to, oh, how Mar- hi Margaret, how are you keeping? Uh, I want to do this, and how's the grandchildren, or how's the children, or you know, a bit of interaction, uh, same as happens with the post office and things like that. Um, but th- those things are kind of dying out nowadays. They just want to make it as a. Uh, as quick as possible and I suppose look if there's a big long line of people as well you want to keep things going and or you want to, to you know if you're in a hurry and, and there's four or five people waiting it's handy to have the machines there just to get it to get the, the transaction done and out as well so it's definitely a change in world uh, for good and bad I suppose in, in many different ways uh, Roman Kemp has been praised for his new TV documentary about mental health the Fight for Young Lives, which aired on BBC Three, uh, saw him visit schools, uh, youth centres and treatment settings to get better understanding of mental health issues in Britain. Uh, the radio presenter had campaigned and lobbied for better mental health supports from the government after losing a friend to suicide. He also opened up about his own suicidal thoughts back in 2019. So uh, it, it's always good to try to help people uh, with, with any kind of issues and mental health issues or very serious nowadays so as we talked a little bit about earlier uh, after covid and everything's like everything like that um a new student ambassador scholarship scheme has been launched to promote ireland as a destination for english language students from south korea so this might be another thing that's maybe coming out of south korea as we spoke about earlier uh, nine social media and content creators will be given the opportunity to travel here next year to show off what Ireland has to offer uh, to language students. Uh, During their trip, the ambassadors will also help English language schools to develop social media strategies targeting the Korean market. The cultural ambassadors will spend a month in Ireland next March to coincide with St. Patrick's Day celebrations. So, very interesting. Uh, And uh, it's nice to see these relations with with Korea um, and Ireland. They're a very... uh, good technolo- technological country at the moment you know that you see their car companies uh, the likes of kia and hyundai are becoming massively popular now in ireland so uh it's good that we have a good relationship with them and uh we can help each other uh, a woman has been arrested in australia suspected of serving a beef wellington to her family laced with poisonous mushrooms Three of Aaron Patterson's relatives died after the meal in Victoria in July. Uh, the 49-year-old denied any wrongdoing, breaking down in tears outside of her ho- outside of her home in August, saying she's devastated that they're gone. Detective Inspector Dean Thomas was updating the media. Let's see what he had to say. A search warrant was subsequently executed at her residential address. This search is currently ongoing. We are being assisted by detector dogs. Homicide Squad investigators have previously interviewed this woman. That's that's crazy, yeah, absolutely crazy. So she was she poisoned the people with the with mushrooms in the beef Wellington. Uh, passengers were left stranded on a dart last night in Shankill in Dublin. The overhead power lines went on the Hoth to Bray train, meaning 40 passengers had to walk along the railway line platform or to the platform. 
Uh, local TD and Minister Simon Harris described the incident as unacceptable and dangerous. But Jane Cregan from Irish Rail says it was only a small walk. So let's see what she had to say. No, there was no danger at all. It was less than a minute's walk. It was only 30 metres from Shankill, which would be lit up. There was um, a, a number of Air and staff there to assist those people. There was 40 people in total and they were all able-bodied and and, 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 and well able to walk the, the minute's walk. So I, I wouldn't see there was any safety issues with it at all yeah yeah i can i can see where where the 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 td was coming from but um you know these these things do happen and things break down and i suppose the best you can do is to make sure it doesn't happen in the future and whatever went wrong uh, is corrected and uh, a new or better version of it is put in or something like that a more reliable version because uh, you have to prevent it as much as possible uh, toyota recalls more than 1.8 million rav4 vehicles uh, uh, in New York, USA, Toyota is recalling more than 1.8 RAV4s, uh, the company announced on Wednesday. Specifically, it's recalling certain vehicles from 2013 to 2018. Uh, an issue is a fire risk from some replacement batteries. Uh, Toyota said in a statement, since some replacement batteries in the SUV aren't the correct dimensions, they could shake loose and start a fire if the car makes a sharp turn. Some replacement 12-volt batteries of the size specific for the subject vehicles have smaller top dimensions than others. Uh, If a small top battery is used for replacement and the whole down clamp is not tightened correctly, uh, the battery could move when the vehicle is driven uh, with forceful turns. Uh, The movement could cause the positive battery terminal to contact uh, the whole down clamp and short circuit. Uh, Toyota said it's working on a remedy uh, that would replace the battery uh, hold-down clamp, uh, battery tray and positive terminal cover uh, at no cost to the owners. Uh, They will be notified in December. Uh, Toyota said that those affected vehicles can enter the vehicle information number uh, or license plate information at the Toyota website or the National Highway Traffic uh, Safety Administration website for recalls. So I don't know if that's going to happen here or not, but it's happening in the US. So the battery uh, casing needs to be replaced on some RAV4s. Um, Microsoft, Google and and Google post strong quarterly sales uh, growth as big tech continues its comeback. Uh, So uh, big tech companies are continuing a turnaround from last year as Alphabet, Microsoft and Snap uh, kicked off earnings season with strong sales results for the quarter ending in September. Google parent company Alphabet on Tuesday reported quarterly sales of 76.69 billion, up 11% on the same time last year. Meanwhile, Microsoft are up 13% and Snapchat on Tuesday reported uh, return to sales growth in September after two consecutive quarters of decline. Uh, they're up uh, uh, revenue of nearly 1.2 billion, an increase of 5, uh, 5%. So they're all uh, improving a bit, which is good. Sony's new PlayStation Access Controller offers a new social lifeline for gamers with disabilities. So this is different now to the, to the one um, we were talking about earlier. Uh, which is the gaming controller. This is a special controller for um, 
people with disabilities. Uh, so I've seen it before. It actually looks like a flower with petals and all the petals are buttons around the edge of it, uh, like a sunflower or something like that. And uh, so one is an, a square, one is an X and stuff like that. So the, the buttons around it, let's see. Uh, Grand Stoner said that he has loved playing video games his entire life and that his earliest memory is of playing Super Nintendo in his parents' bedroom at roughly three years old. Gaming, for me, has always been a social activity. Uh, a Pittsburgh native who has spinal muscular atrophy type 2 and neuro- neuromuscular disorder. Uh, because I've never really played uh, physically, been able to participate in schoolyard events or sporting events or what uh, I, uh, what have you, uh, I, would, uh, I would bond with family members and classmates through gaming. For people with disabilities, Stoner has... Uh, uh, said gaming has served as a lifelong um, a lifeline for forming friendships and community. But for years, he adds, the technology underpinning the gaming sector has been notoriously not inclusive. Uh, disabled people would have to be very innovative and either design or create their own adaptive setups with like d- different maybe 3D printed objects or in my case a popsicle, <laughs> a popsicle stick. Uh, he said his brother used to attach a popsicle stick to the trigger of one of his gaming controllers to find a way for Stoner to keep playing even when he lost strength in his fingers. Uh, his struggles are familiar uh, for Paul Amadeus Lane who told uh, CNN he learned how to play games by using his chin lips and cheeks uh, to push buttons on a controller after an accident left him uh, quadriplegic and without finger mobility uh, for some some 30 years ago so Lane said he remembers getting a call back in 2021 to help advise Sony with a secret project and he was overjoyed to find out that the tech giant's gaming arm was quietly working on creating a controller specifically for people with disabilities. Sony Interactive Entertainment is the maker of the widely popular PlayStation consoles and a lineup of fan-favorite PlayStation games. Microsoft Xbox game, Gaming Unit recently released an adaptive controller for Xbox uh, Uh, to much celebration from the disability community, but people with disabilities still found wide gaps to play games on PlayStation or Nintendo consoles. Uh, So they're really happy because I don't think Sony, I didn't think Sony would ever be able to tackle something like this. After years of tinkering and consulting with gamers who have disabilities, like Lane, uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment unveiled a first look at the access controller for gamers with disabilities earlier this month. The controller is available for pre-order and will be released on December the 6th with a price tag of $89.99. Um, so it's like oh, it's like two circular. Is it two circular? Oh, so there's um there's like a, a toggle stick and then there's there's those two like flower petal style uh, controllers. Uh, so that's pretty cool. In a Q&A posted on Sony's PlayStation Company blog, uh, Alvin Daniel, the senior technical uh, program manager for the Access Controller, said that the development team quickly learned that no two people experience disability in the same way. Uh, Daniel said that the team tapped... Um, with the help of players and accessibility experts to build a controller that could be as inclusive as possible Uh, with the help of players and accessibility experts. Daniel wrote, we did a deep dive uh, to try to understand what uh, it is we wanted to help solve and came down with a very interesting insight. Instead of looking at conditions or impediments, uh, we instead looked at the controller. 
look at the standard controller as it exists today and ask yourself the question, what prevents someone from effectively interacting with a standard controller, he added. And the result is a Sony-designed device that gamers can tailor to meet their individual needs and that gamers don't have to hold uh, in order to use the features button that are much easier to press. So if you're able to access some part of the controller, you can program the the parts uh, of the controller or the, that you can access to do what you need it to do. So it's like... Um, it's it doesn't do, each button doesn't do just just do a specific thing. It's kind of uh, it's uh, programmable and things like that to make it suit your needs. So that's very very cool. That's great uh, great innovation. As the conflict uh, continues in Gaza, online maps from Chinese companies are missing Israel's name. So they're. The Chinese are wiping Israel off the map. Uh, Beijing has clarified that Israel remains marked on official maps issued by Chinese authorities after questions emerged over why the country the country's name was not visible on online maps provided by two major Chinese companies. Uh, the, the country name Israel does not currently appear on maps on popular mobile applications from leading uh, search platform Baidu or Alibaba-backed AMAP even though its territory and names of neighbouring countries are clearly shown in a view of the region. Uh, countries of similar or smaller size to Israel, such as Cyprus, Lebanon and Kuwait, are visible in the same view, for example. The maps also doesn't include the country name uh, for Palestine, which China recognised as a state in 1988 and listed it on official maps alongside Israel. So it's leaving both of them out at the moment. Uh, so that's uh, that's what, <laughs> what China's doing. Uh, I drank the Nothing beer so you don't have to. Phone manufacturer Nothing uh, brewed a lager and it's actually pretty good. Uh, so they have their own, their own beer now. I'm not sure about what Nothing is doing at the moment. You know, uh, I love the Nothing phone one. They had a kind of a an uh, upper mid-range phone for mid-range phone prices. You know, the, the, it was a decent price. It was slightly above your value for money. You know, it was value for money plus, uh, you know, that's actually very good. It's, so, it's cheap and it can do this and it can do wireless charging that other ones can't. But I don't like where they're going now. They're trying to branch off into too many different devices and... Their, their main phone now has gone up to the same kind of price as the Google Pixel and things like that. So they're, they're no longer competitive. They're still using last year's flagship chip in it. They're using a flagship chip now, but it's a 2022 one. Um, so I don't know. I don't like where they're going with things. And I have the I have the Nothing phone, but I don't think I would buy another one. And now they're launching beer and they're launching other things. And maybe if they just, instead of doing all this, if they just... Uh, re- released the phone at a lower price and sold a lot more of them. Uh, they might be doing a lot better, but um, I think uh, it's the same as what happened to OnePlus is kind of what hap- what's happening now to nothing as well. So it's the same mistakes being repeated. Uh, OnePlus were great because you could get the, the flagship phone for half the flagship price and then they ended up being the same price. So it was like, why did not just buy the Samsung or iPhone or or a Google Pixel or something like that. Uh, which is the best sounding earbuds? Um, let's see. Best so, uh, ear, earbuds. 
uh, Sony, well, this is the best Sony earbuds, is the Sony XM5s, uh, the, the, the Bud version. Best sounding Technics, is, so they're given the best ones of each model, uh, which isn't really competing them against each other, but uh, the best one, Technics is the Technics EAH-AZ80s. Uh, the best Bose is the Bose Quiet Comfort Ultra, so it's all their flagships, pretty much. Uh, the best sounding budget noise cancelling, okay. Uh, the Earphone Air Pro 3, if you're looking for budget ones, they're 80 quid um best apple is the apple airpods pro 2 which you'd expect the the usb-c version uh best semi-open earbuds the jabra elite 10 the mess the best uh mid-range earbuds the edifier neobuds pro 2 the best audiophile earbuds is the estelle and kern ak uw100 mark 3 mark 2 uh, the best discounted flagship earbuds is the, the XM4, Sony XM4s from last year. Uh, the best wireless earbuds with triple drivers is the Status Between 3A and C. So that's Status Between is the name of a company. I didn't even know that. Uh, best sounding mid-range wireless earbuds is the Bear Dynamics Freebird. Um, and the best Samsung wireless buds is the Galaxy Buds Pro 2. Best wireless earbuds for sport is the Beats Fit Pro. Best Sennheiser is the Sennheiser Momentum Wireless 3. So I could keep reading these all day. Best wireless earbuds with stems is the Bang & Olufsen Bioplay EX. Uh, so these are all on CNET.com as well if you want to see more about these. But uh, we're running out of time, unfortunately. If you want to hear any of those back or hear any the rest of it or, uh, back again, it'll be available on podcast if you just look up TechTor on any of your podcast platforms uh, you can call 069 or 087 or patrick102fm at gmail.com for any um, that's whatsapp is the whatsapp is the other number whatsapp or text and that's my email uh, for any questions for the next show I'll talk to you again next week bye bye you're listening to Tech Thursday on West Limerick 102 FM